0: I have a single Allagash White.
1: Mm, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Just, what I about just yourself? Have, I just have Dr. Pepper. Okay. I also have a, uh, a seltzer water for later in case I need it. In case you need it? Well, in case I run out of Dr. Pepper. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wild night for you. Yeah. Anyway, tree sure starts upon. Yeah, let's do that. Hello, I'm Benjamin Light. Hi, I'm Marcus Marks. Welcome to Headcanon, episode 27 of our second season. This episode, we're going to be talking about Tragedy Girls, a movie that came out maybe in theaters last year. I'm not really sure if it ever made it to theaters. <laughs> uh, there will be spoilers, of course.
0: Yeah, you can, you can find it, places to watch. Hulu, I think you said. Hulu? Mm-hmm also the
1: internet sure but before we get to that i like to do a little segment called what are you watching marco
0: um i'm trying to think what new shows i've started i finally let's see it's all boring uh, i watched uh evil genius the other day because um i kind of been looking forward to that it's uh, like a netflix docuseries um it's one of the uh oh, what's their fucking name the uh the mumblecore bros they're like, they're like doing docu-series on Netflix now. God, they've got too much jam. Um, I started Wild Wild Country the other night. I don't know how I'm feeling about that. Um, and I started watching Picnic at Hanging Rock. That's like the new
1: stuff in my life. What Picnic about you? At, what's Picnic at Hanging Rock?
0: Picnic at Hanging Rock was originally a novel. And then in the 70s, it was a Peter Weir movie. Uh, and then they remade it as an Amazon uh, miniseries starring Natalie Dormer. The always enchanting Natalie Dormer. But what is it? Uh, it's about a group of girls in an Australian boarding school that go on a picnic to Hanging Rock and disappear mysteriously. Mm. Um, and it's kind of time-space mumbo-jumbo stuff there, but really then it becomes about like how everyone in the town and who knew them deal with it, mm. I guess.
1: How much it's is Natalie uh, Dormer in it then? Does she disappear or is she oh
0: she's in it quite a bit in like at least the first episode and a half that i've watched um because i have never read the book and the i think the the series is following the book more so whereas the movie is very fixated just on the dreamy mystery of these girls and like their Mm -hmm. summer dresses picnicking and disappearing after frolicking
1: in the australian outback or australian mountains sounds like like uh what's that virgin suicides meets um i don't know like some like JJ Abrams production or something
0: a little bit. I mean, Nellie Dormer is really showing up and like her Victorian spooky dresses and, Mm. and shit and just being appropriately fucking weird. Um, I, I finally become much more of a Nellie Dormer fan. Like, I guess I'm always a little bit intrigued. Well, I always was, but like, I'm always kind of intrigued about the movies she does, even though I know some of them sound terrible, like that forest movie. Mm. Um, I think she's got another one out where she's like a
1: she's blind, blind and maybe like an assassin or something, a blind assassin. Hello.
0: What about yourself? What are you watching?
1: Um, I got a pretty good answer for this one. I have to admit. Okay. So cool. there's this. Uh, it's like this. It's a. It's in English, but I think it was produced by a French company or something. It's called Madam Hollywood, starring none other than Dre Davis. It's like a series of like. 10 to 12 minute episodes there's like 10 of them there's more
0: than just the first one
1: yeah yeah wow. it's a whole if i thought it was a movie at first but for some reason it's uh they split it up into like a season of 10 episodes um i finally found a way to watch it uh if you're if you have amazon prime you can add this channel with like a seven day free trial it's like this like studio plus channel or something where you can oh, get okay. access to it so i just did the trial just to watch it i binge watched the whole thing last night it is completely insane. I don't know if I'd say it was good, but uh, it's more Dre Davis in my life. I needed that.
0: I was really intrigued by that first episode, which is definitely Dre Davis. Like, I've never seen her before. Uh, let let but me ask you it's this. It's kind of uncomfortable because she gets punched in the face in the first, like, 30 seconds, right? So
1: that's not her. I would have I sworn what? that it was her. And for most of the miniseries, I thought that was her. But it's actually a different actress, which blows okay. my mind. Yeah.
0: Uh Trey Davis apparently just bought her dream home in LA.
1: Mhm. I got to yeah, admit I'm, I'm probably more excited about that than the fact that I live in LA with like 10,000 other celebrities. Like the rest the, of the celebrities the, I'm like, "Eh, whatever. Trey Davis moves here and I'm like, "Oh, what if I ran into her?"
0: Well, I was pretty surprised cuz I, you know, according to her, my favorite TV show, which is her Instagram stories, it seemed like she was pretty solidly going to stick in New York and doing modeling and like kickboxing and writing whatever she's writing.
1: And it seemed like whatever you, this
0: trip to LA was going to be a chore for her. And then she's like, by the way, I just bought and moved into a dream
1: home. Did I'm you like, catch, what? she dropped a certain detail uh in her Instagram stories, which to me is just magnifique. I don't know if he caught like what she was doing recently. She was, no, uh, she was recording something like in her closet.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: She's, I don't know if anyone listens to this actually cares about this, but Dre Davis is amazing. Uh, go watch season six of PLL. She was recording a voiceover audition because <laughs> she was going to do some voice work. Oh my god. Which is incredible.
0: Why can't we get Dre Davis on, on any podcast? Just right. I'm just needlessly titillated by the idea that she's like in the ghost story, which is her own closet while like potentially
1: talking to us on a podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, uh, that was, um, what are you watching? What are you listening to? If anything,
0: I would say I also finished killing Eve, which is like the mm-hmm. darling of the internet now, which, uh, had a very interesting ending. Um, I'm sorry. What was your next
1: question? Uh, what are you listening to now?
0: Uh, here's why, here's why I have issue with this question. Mm-hmm. In this kind of more modern era, I find Where that I don't. music sucks. Yeah, a little bit, but I don't listen to like albums like I used to. Like that used, you know, like you mm-hmm. would, you would take home a CD or take a CD into your personal bubble, and it would like stay with you for at least a week or a mm-hmm. month or so. I don't do that anymore. You know, I, I download single songs. I rarely download an album. So I don't know. I mean, like I download a couple albums from like the church's albums and stuff like that. You know, like a
1: couple songs or a couple albums. I downloaded
0: a couple songs from the new album. I haven't downloaded the full album yet. Wow. So you know I mean, it's not—it's not a sexy answer. It's—it's it's mm-hmm. not up to par for me. What are you listening to?
1: I just downloaded the uh, Pete Yorn, Scarlett Johansson EP that they recorded.
0: The uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye of indie
1: rock. Mm-hmm. How was that? Well, oh, I, mean, I think in the uh, in the Black Widow movie where she's just cutting a record, of Pete Yorn wouldn't Hawkeye be the drummer?
0: Uh, why can't Pete Yorn just be the new
1: Hawkeye? Is that a trade up or a trade down? I'll take it. Okay. Um uh, I don't know. I like the album. Like, like
0: he doesn't talk. Like she's just like, trust me. Like I never misses. And they just like cut over to like mm-hmm. him, like lean. It's like sunglasses, maybe like a jean jacket, like leaning up against a brick pillar, like doing a nod,
1: like a handsome bro nod. Yeah. I can feel it. But yeah, I like the album. Um it's I don't know why she does like a weird voice whenever she sings, but it works. There's a song called Cigarillo, which is like the most Pete Yorn title for a song ever, probably.
0: Pete Yorn is a guy who, in the past, sonically, I have enjoyed his music. I feel like those songs are so empty. You're so like,
1: devoid of substance
0: or personality.
1: I feel like I've like read a review or an, an interview with him, where they're like, "What was this song about?" And he was just like, "My guitar or something." You know, like it—it it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of depth there. Yeah, he's—he's
0: he's a special
1: case. Yeah. Um, like, what know. kind of voice is she doing? Is she doing like the Zoe Deschanel, like super affected Muppet voice? It's like kind of like this jazzy. I guess would be the only way I could describe it. It's kind of like forties. Uh, I mean, not as much as on the first album they did together, but it's there. ScarJo needs to
0: retroactively get herself into some 1940s movies or something. That's why I like that one scene of her and Bruce in Age of Ultron. It makes no sense for the characters, for the movie, for anything else, but it's like like an audition for a movie she should have been in.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Alright, and then lastly, what are you reading?
0: Uh, I am rereading... We have always lived in the castle by Shirley Jackson. Mm, okay,
1: I'm just rereading Anathem Okay, good book, good book.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, I should mention no, uh, if, if anyone's going to run out and, and watch Madam Hollywood, it's pretty fucked up. It's, <laughs> you probably it's, should it's, mention it's that. <laughs> problematic. Yeah,
0: it's a lighthearted comedy.
1: It's like this weird, like torture porn thing with models. Yeah.
0: I would just love to hear
1: her talk about like what drew her to this project. (laughs) Halfway through it. She chases off her eyebrows. Whoa. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Well,
1: yeah,
0: I don't know if that's my limit. I'm curious to find out.
1: All right. Well, shall we talk about tragedy girls
0: Might as well? Yeah.
1: Spoilers, obviously. Spoiler warning. Obviously.
0: Obviously, people.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is this a spoilable movie? I mean, I suppose there are certain twists, but you
0: know. No, not it's not like a plot heavy movie per se.
1: Yeah. Anyway, you got an open statement?
0: Um, yeah, so I generally find myself a little bit bored by those like leopold and Loeb stories no matter how sexy and modern they get but this is kind of the angle for me which is like a, essentially a tale of female friendship and all the shit they can get in the way of it so i was kind of really looking forward to this movie based on the the trap the, the trailer and the concept but also a little bit trepidatious because cult films especially like ones that speak to teens or directed at teens in this regard are usually i don't know they just don't work for me like i can't make myself care about heathers no matter how hard i try jawbreaker is not only trash it ruined a friendship of ours um that's true it did so i kind of envy people who who might be younger and see this movie from a filmmaking perspective. i mean spoiler i enjoyed it it's kind of like the soft wickedness or soft wicked version of the ending of scream 4 spread out but i kind of wish i had seen this movie like closer to when i saw scream one and scream two only a little bit but i don't know as you can look at it as kind of a You know, the horror movie thing, which ties into the teen thing and what have you. But it's also about, like, the act of creation and partnership and the strains upon it, which intersects with teen shit and internet shit and building your brand. But I feel like a lot of people will review this movie using the word subversion when talking about it. And while I think it's fun, I don't know if it necessarily reinvents the wheel, but
1: but I enjoyed it. So. All right. Uh, This movie was fucked up. I loved it. Uh, it really reminds me of something that we would have written when we were teenagers. It's just completely morbid, no, reals. no regard for decency or, you know, humanity at all. Um, I, I did think the second act dragged a little bit because uh, it kind of seemed like there's a lot of killings without any buildup. But act two turned into act three. I thought was pretty great. And the conflict of climax is really compelling. I really wasn't sure who I was rooting for the whole time. Um, I can see why this movie didn't get a wide release. It's kind of amazing. It even got made. Because it has a fucked up ending, Um, but I think if you can separate the fantasy from reality, it's just uh, you know it's a typical coming of age story about high school BFs. It's it's Lady Bird, but with murder. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, don't you wish that we had seen this (laughs) so long ago? I mean, this
1: this was right in our wheelhouse as a couple of high school kids who love Scream, you know.
0: Yeah, and. It's, it's also like a very low budget
1: movie and kind of,
0: I thought in places kind of smart about how it executed that low budget. I
1: thought it looked a lot better in some other movies I've seen recently.
0: For, yeah, for sure. But like just certain shots and stuff, I was like, man, that's a smart way to like handle the fact that you can't afford to do this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, or ways to use like weird celebrity cameos, essentially cameos, bit
1: parts. That's great.
0: Um, so yeah, I'm 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 very fresh to hear that you enjoyed it as
2: well. Mm-hmm.
1: No, this was right up my alley. Right from the first shot, um, that whole like it's like sweetheart bridge that pans down. It's one of those like covered bridges that just look mm-hmm. cool. Like I, I like the the visual vibe of this. Like I I feel like there are other horror movies out there with low budgets that kind of lack a personality. I, mean, I feel like this movie actually had a, a style to it.
0: But we would agree. I think the second half just isn't terrible. It just falls away from
1: the energy of the first half. I think it regains it eventually. But the middle act is it's too episodic. Yeah, we can get to that in the low light section. But uh, what are your top moments? You got any honorable mentions? I do have. I have two honorable mentions. What about you? I have two as well. Okay. Why don't you go first? Uh, Well, mine. Big spoiler, obviously. uh, When they murder the entire student body at the end of the movie. (laughs) like i mean man i in uh in this day and age with what happens at high schools i'm surprised they got this made because not not only the the act itself but the kind of like sending the text to every like a blast uh group text to everyone like with a picture of the locked doors as they set the place on fire that's just fucked up
0: nice Mm -hmm. um I I for some reason I kind of felt like I couldn't put that on the table. I don't know why. But my my number five moment, it's a very small moment. It's when the character named Toby, who's mm-hmm. played by PETA, is outdoors working on his hog, and you hear this just like pensive Heartland blues guitar score playing, and then you slowly <laughs> realize it's just his fucking ringtone, like his diegetic it's... ringtone is playing.
1: <laughs> and that's that's the kind of thing I feel like is the difference between like your typical Blumhouse movie, like granted, I know he did get out. So it's like, he has some quality in the Blumhouse stuff as well. But like most Blumhouse movies, like I feel like they don't ever put that little, like weird quirky touch, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. That was a great moment. (laughs) That's his ringtone. That was a great character, by the way.
0: Oh, I fucking, I like, I want him to be like one of my, just him entirely doing one of my honorable mentions.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Uh, What's your four? My four is the scene where uh, Kimi, there, Kevin Durant is trying to kind of put a wedge between Michaela and Sadie, and he's like, because he's all tied up, and he's talking to her through the door, and she starts to cry, and he thinks he's getting somewhere, and then her cry just turns into a cackle because she hmm. she knows what he's up to.
0: Is there anyone in like the real world who's just like, yeah, it's my good friend Kevin Durant. He's a sweetheart. Like, is that guy ever not terrifying? <laughs>
1: Was that guy doing anything before Lost? Like, I feel like he just blew up after that and he was in everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for the, the creepy, dead eyed guy role, mm-hmm. who's also very tall.
1: Oh, I'd hate to cut
0: that guy off in traffic. Ooh. I mean, um,
1: I guess he's in 310 to Yuma and Smoking Aces, so sure he's in some stuff. But yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, he's he's perfect for something like Smoking
1: Aces. Oh, God. That fucking movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, my number four is when the girls <laughs> go to Toby for a possible shout out on their blog. <laughs> He's just like, I don't think Toby really does shout outs. I think that a shout out for me would be a little off brand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that line written down. That was great.
0: And he talks to himself about himself in third person for half a second is so good.
1: <laughs> shout out for me would be a little off brand. <laughs>
0: Let me just try to set up this character for the people who are listening or who never watched this movie. He's like a dude who I'm going to guess is probably no longer in high school. He's like the ex
1: or like graduated one a year girl ago, Mi- yeah.
0: Yeah, he's the ex of the one girl Michaela played by Alexander Shipp and he's a dude who somehow like absorbed their social media terrain by just posting pictures of himself on his like his, his motorcycle and talking about like the local crimes. And like being like pensive and offering weird advice, like you got to be real open to this experience, real open. Well, <laughs> oh, he's played by PETA.
1: <laughs> yeah, has I mean, other than this movie, has Josh Hutcherson done anything recently?
0: He's got a show on Hulu that I have not watched, um, mostly because it's produced by Seth Rogen.
1: Oh, oh yeah, that right, that like Future Boy or something, yeah. Sorry, even if that show's Future great, I, I have a no Seth Rogen policy.
0: It's I think it's called Future Man, but we're going to call it Future, Future Boy. Boy.
1: Come on, it's starring Josh Hutcherson. I think it's Future Boy.
0: Oh, we need to steal that for our own show. Future Boy and Ghost Detective.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, where were we? Number three, I guess? Yeah. Uh, Big Al's speech to the town. I just like that he had to reference his... Uh, <laughs> Three time handball champion from like 79 to 82.
0: Oh, I think it's 87, 88, 89. Oh, is that gym. it?
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: You all know me. I'm Big Al. <laughs> um, my number three. it's like,
1: it's, you all know me. I've been here for eight years or something like that. And you're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> that's not that long.
0: So Craig Robinson also, that's Big owl, Al
2: also
0: like produced this movie, which. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if the big owl rolls written for a very different person in mind
1: <laughs> could have been. Yeah.
0: Like, I wonder if they, how do I put this? Wrote it for
1: somebody who was like a little more in shape, a little more jacked. I kind of wonder even if it was in the movie, you know, mm. like it's possible that they didn't have another killing and they're like, sure. You want to produce it? We'll write you in. Yeah. You're big owl.
0: Um, yeah, my number three is a little weird. It's uh, during this period in the movie where Michaela and um, Sadie are kind of broken up. their partnerships on the outs. So Michaela gets in the limo by herself to go to prom, and she asks the driver, Rosedale, hi, please. And of course, it's Kevin Duran, the uh, crazy serial killer that they kidnapped, who's just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and they had this incredible maniacal laughter together, <laughs> mm-hmm. which must have been so much fun to film.
1: He really is just doing the full Kimi, yeah,
0: yeah. Talk about a role he probably didn't even have to like audition for, but like Kimi, but like a little, little more like Southern bumpkin, yeah.
1: a little bit of the blob, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, number two. So I believe the character is Trish, who they kill and dismember. Oh, Sid. Is it Sid? Okay. Um, the but,
0: the girl with the ending library. Yeah. Yeah, Sid.
1: Who the fuck was Trish then? I was looking at IMDb. Trish okay. is the uh, reporter. Oh, okay, okay. They look too similar. Um, yeah, the killing and dismembering of Sid, I really enjoyed. Um, even for the the final destination call out there, and then just the, they had to like completely dismember her and put her head on top of like a drill that's spinning around to let everyone know that, uh, no, this wasn't an accident.
0: Because yeah, some of their, uh, their crimes could get mistaken for accidents, and that really mm-hmm. pisses them off.
1: Well, and then the, the um, janitor walking in and she's like playing with its head uh, and doesn't even notice them. He just like picks up the trash and walks out without even looking their way.
0: Oh, fun fact about the janitor, Mr. Gordon.
1: Mm-hmm. He's the uh, the killer from Too Many Cooks. That sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my number two is just the fact that the prom theme they eventually settle on is a night to remember. And the iconography that they use is literally a giant watercolor mural of the Titanic sinking. <laughs> oh, God. Like, they actually like, do the scene where they announce the prom king and queen in front of
1: that. This is why I, I wish more spec scripts got made. Like, you can just really tell when you're watching a movie. Like, is this the is this from the mind of a single person? Or is this, like, it's been studio noted to death, you know?
0: And yet somehow this has three writers.
1: Yeah, but I mean it, it definitely seems like a like a passion project. It wasn't like it's not a writing assignment where they you would go to a studio and be like, what franchise can I write a script for? You know? Like it's it's clearly their yeah. original work. All right. So uh, my number one moment I guess would just be the second act twist where Sadie is getting all the glory for saving Jordan's life there and Michaela's kind of frozen out. I just really liked that wrinkle to it because i was kind of like at a point where i'm like where is this going exactly and then i was like oh, okay i see now
2: mm.
0: well like at the start of that i was kind of bummed that that's the usual because i mean i guess it does play with a little bit of your expectations but like i was bummed because i didn't really want to see these two split up but i figured once i realized that obviously they have to come back together i was pleased i guess i was rooting for their friendship that's who i was eventually rooting for uh my number one is like the second scene, it's when they've kidnapped Lowell, who is like the, the killer who's like terrorizing the town. And there were these two girls are revealing to him how much they know about him, including that he's killed five people, including this boy laying on the slab behind <laughs> them, who they use as bait to catch him. Then it's revealed that the kid is still alive. And they're like, he couldn't even do that, right? So the tragedy girls, they go and kill him. And once he's expired, Alexandra Ship says to Lowell, congrats, you're back down to four. <laughs> and that's when I was like... I don't know. It's just like big hearts shooting out of my eyes. I love this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, any uh, any complaints? Any lowlights?
0: Um, I think there's a certain cult sheen that I think they had to realize they were going for. So I don't know if that kind of takes away from the stuff they could have done. Like I would have, I would have punched up the second half of it. Like there's some sharp, acidic dialogue in that first half. That's it doesn't feel like it's it's shooting out as much in the the second half. Um, it kind of loses a little bit of that steam as it gets to the end, and and there's no, I don't know. There's not a lot of like just deep inner character moments for the two girls. Um, uh, I think Alexander Ship just kind of embraces the crazy a little bit more. Um, we're done more too with uh uh, uh Michaela like recruiting uh, Lowell back and, like, developing her special relationship with him.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I almost feel like it worked perfectly just with his introduction there in the limo. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
1: But, yeah, my only real complaints, I thought the second act was, like, a little too episodic. Like, it didn't really seem like it was building very well. It was just like, and then they killed another person, and then they killed another person type of thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
1: But, yeah, that would be about it. Me. I mean, this movie I'll say it has that thing where, where
0: if you've watched enough genre stuff over a period of time, you notice like the weird little bit parts from actors who are famous for the one thing. So like the mayor is like Keiko O'Brien from like Star Trek. Um I don't know. It's like I said it's a very independent movie. Yeah, should we just jump in the movie? Or... No, I'm just kind okay. of I don't know. I guess I kind of wish that there was more money thrown into this low budget movie it's been much more interesting.
1: I'm amazed it but... even got made at all. Like you want to yeah. do a movie about high school students who mass murder all their peers. Um good luck with that. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah moving into the general discussion I I like the opening scene. I guess I'm a really big fan of I think it's Brianna Hildebrand. Um mm-hmm. big fan of her. So it was fun to see her in this opening scene say, Oh I'm sorry, I just heard you're a fucking man <sighs> she makes this guy go investigate a strange noise until he gets a machete to the face the guy she's just been like like presumably on the way to sex with in the back of this like steamy uh car i really like the the bit where she kind of wipes some steam away some condensation to look out the window and then she smiles at whatever she sees yeah
0: she is great with like the little moments, and that she's she's like perfect for this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they reveal to like Lowell the like the depths of which they've been tracking him and trying to like capture him and like setting traps, and uh, Michaela's like, "Do you know how many hand jobs this girl's had to give? Like 30.
1: <laughs> That's pulling on a lot of dick. Yeah. I'm surprised she doesn't have a little bit of a reputation. <sighs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I really like just this uh, set or whatever, like this bridge, covered bridge. A covered bridge, I feel like, is always a good thing, you know, going all the way back to Headless Horseman.
0: Mm-hmm. Where you want to commit a murder is really uh, Madison County, where they have plenty of
1: bridges. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? I was watching uh, yeah. this, and it was a little dark. They have, like have, like, a trip line set up for this guy or something?
0: Yeah, they have a trip line, and then... Um, <clears throat> You're talking about low at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Tripline line and then uh, the taser. The, uh, the taser doesn't quite work.
1: <laughs> so what were you just gonna ask? Oh, I, I,
0: I was gonna say I got. Um, I feel like I've seen Alexandra's Ship and a lot more things like last year, and I'm not complaining at all. Um, they're all very different roles. Well, actually, I take the back. I haven't seen X Men Apocalypse, but she's oh, I have. Storm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you loved it, you said. Um, Burning. Yeah, (laughs) terrible movie. But she's, of course, in Love, Simon, which we saw. Um, She's in this. I want to say she's something else.
1: Um, She was in something we just watched that I'm misremembering for some reason.
0: Like, very curious about, like,
1: more more things of Ship. Oh, she's in Dude, I believe, right?
0: That's right. She's in Dude. Mm -hmm. Dude. Dude. Yeah, and She has a cameo in Deadpool 2, of course. Does she? Yeah. Wasn't well, the little X-Men cameo that you turned your head in? Oh, head. whatever. Also, she's going to be in Son of Shaft.
1: Noted. Akimi's <laughs> yeah, name in this is Lowell Orson Lemon. LOL. Well,
0: and there's like little bits of the script that I find really smart when they're like, oh, it's a great name for the news. It's like we don't need to reference the thing that we've already seen and like, conspiracy theory and all these other things about how you got to have the three names.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Were you ever like when you, I, I'm just curious your mindset when you're watching this, like you're rooting for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I suppose it's fucked up to be rooting for them, but like I can't say the only time I was split was cause I, because I'm a, such a big fan of Brianna Hildebrand. I was kind of like, I didn't want her to die. So I was like, well, if I have to choose one of them at the end there, I'd I'd prefer her to live. Um, But other than that, I was rooting for them the whole time.
0: Yes and no. Like, I came into this movie uh, much more of a uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead stan. And I would say I left the movie, like, equal footing with the girls because she's more of the straight woman, I guess. Like, Alexander Ship is just embracing the crazy a whole lot
1: more. And I really started to appreciate some of the wacky stuff she was doing. I think I'm just always like anti-hothead. You know, like okay. whatever whatever member of the team might screw it up. I'm I'm just like, you got to get your shit together.
0: Well, also to to go back to the thing about who you're rooting for. So there's one script you and I wrote in particular. We talk about and how much we kind of wish we had seen this earlier in our lives. And I think you and I had like a little like talk at one point where okay, a lot of horror movies, it's the morality thing. And that's going to determine a lot of the unspoken rules of what's happening. And it was like, we both weren't into that. And it was basically like, what was it? It was like style <laughs> or something. It was like, whoever's a little cooler, <laughs> we're really with them to survive. Like, that's really what you need to do. Like, don't be shitty and you won't die in this. And I, I kind of felt that with the, the tragedy girls. Like, as long as they were like the the characters that I just loved watching, I was totally rooting for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Like all these like photos of various dead bodies and whatnot. I guess these are like the what do they call this guy? Like the Rosedale Ripper or something?
0: Yeah, these are his yeah. kills. Well, it's interesting because the uh, the news thing at the end would also make it seem like perhaps some of this was also set up for when they did frame him. Like they could point back to this
1: being his lair.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they do a pretty good frame job, all things considered.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: After that, she's just like bouncing home to her yuppie parents. Uh, Alexander ship is Played by at least Neil and some other guy. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it was interesting because so Alexander ship has like the yuppie parents, like the well-to-do parents, and then Brandon
1: Hildebrand has like the uh, uh, like poor. They live family, in a trailer. Like
0: they live in a trailer. Yeah,
1: yeah. just the dad uh, Chuck. There, I like the. the his scene The dad with is the, our friend the boyfriend. Steve, grown up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked when the boyfriend comes to prom and the dad just stares at him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Jack Quaid there? What did you think of so is that Randy the offspring Quaid's kid? of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid?
1: I kept thinking... No, it's not Randy Quaid's kid. Meg Ryan and Randy Quaid? Are they <laughs> Meg related? Meg and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Are Dennis Quaid and Randy Quaid related?
0: I think so, I think one of them the is cousins, like the, maybe, or... one of them is like the uh the Daniel Baldwin of the other mm-hmm. one of them is like the Stephen Baldwin of the other yeah, one Randy. of them's the boat bridges of the other
1: but yes as to Randy Quaid's children or child in this um he really reminded me a lot of Andrew from Pll like I had to mm. get out my phone and check I'm like I'm pretty sure it's not him but I should check to be sure what was the guy's name oh, like, Andrew's. um
0: Andrew's more beefcakey. I guess uh, uh, I don't know and please don't
1: don't tweet us anymore <laughs>
0: news articles about Andrew we don't Biel need to out. know
1: the latest on his legal situation <laughs> we're good
0: <laughs> it's very tragic <laughs> Yeah,
2: tragedy
1: uh, what did you think about the kind of social media I don't know if you called a subplot but just kind of like thematic so, underpinning.
0: I, I kind of parachuted away from this in my opening statement like I I usually would run from something like that in a movie as hard as I can. I didn't mind it in this one because essentially it's like the level of attention, the notoriety, the followers that they're looking for. But it's also, it's a little bit purposely vague because it's like, it's a Twitter page. It's like a blog. It's other things. It's like Mm -hmm. the tragedy girls empire. Um, They have
1: a Tumblr. They have a Twitter. They have an Instagram. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't mind it. It it wasn't it wasn't like other things where they they brought in somebody who communicated something to filmmakers who then took something from it. They understood it was wrong. It's like, theoretically, this is what you would do for your media empire, your burgeoning media empire.
1: I just kept thinking about like, I mean, I'm
0: surprised there wasn't like a Snapchat mention.
1: I just kept thinking about like, what what would outrage Twitter's reaction to this be? Like, I feel like it go completely ape shit on these girls. How dare you? You know, like, be uh, make light of this tragedy and, like, you know, try to like become social media influencers through it or something.
0: Oh, I mean, like, uh, like Tucker Carlson would shit his pants over these two.
1: I don't think it'd just be Tucker. I think there'd be plenty of people on the left who'd say the same thing. Maybe you don't think so. Uh,
2: well, I, I don't. Mean,
0: I, I don't think really think that's a right wing left thing, to be, be honest. I think everyone wants to burn people in effigy. It depends on what you do with that newfound celebrity and how you use it.
1: And if you're using it to get more followers because your classmates keep dying, I think everyone's going to hate you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, these are not uh, these are not Emma Gonzalez's and, and what's the kid's no. name? David Hoggs. Hmm. Um, oh, there is another mention, of course. It's uh, Periscope is brought up at one point. <laughs> That when they're when they're now, watching, is that silly? Yeah, I think so. When they're watching the cam of Lowell, and he's like, he can't break out of the uh, thing, the chair yet, and she's like, it's so boring. It's like old Drifter Periscope. <laughs> is
1: there it's, is Twitter has like is is it just like Twitter Live now or something? I, think I can't so. I can't remember who made because. There was an app that wasn't made by Twitter, which I think was Periscope, that got like big for like a couple weeks, and then Twitter came out with their own version and killed it. I just can't remember which is which.
2: Mm.
0: Like, I'm surprised whenever I log into Facebook, which for some reason I still have a Facebook page, that they still keep their attempted stories thing when they already own Instagram, and you would think they would just... Oh, no, Periscope again,
1: is the Twitter one. Okay.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. I mean, I'm shocked that uh, Snapchat is still a thing, too.
1: I mean, I guess a lot of people still use it. What was the other one that's going to drive me nuts now? Anyway. Uh, What did you think about the directing style on this? I mean, I think it was pretty... I don't want to say standard, but
0: it was... It was better than I would have thought for for an indie film. Uh, I guess the guy's done a lot of like short films and he's like like shot them and edited them.
1: I felt like it had more flair than you typically see in these type of horror movies.
0: Well, I think the guy also like I said, he's also had some, some work as an editor and I think mm. that's probably a good place to come from if you're shooting your first movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you're going to be a little smarter about <laughs> your shots and what you need.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, is the sheriff in this? Is that the guy from Westworld, like the new like security guy?
0: No, the new security guy is like much younger.
1: He's like uh, uh, somebody no, mentioned me that the, the there's a new guy in the last episode. Oh, who, oh, oh, is, like oh, a like yeah, a crazy yeah, yeah. accent.
0: The, he's uh, not the uh, the two weeks future Dailos guy. I think it is because the fucking mustache and because really? this guy is Irish.
1: This is Timothy V. Murphy. Yeah, yeah, he's on Westworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. I wonder what happens Irish to him. accent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I like the direction. I thought it just this movie just seems more kind of creative and ambitious than you usually get in these type of horror movies. Like I know a lot of people loved Happy Death Day. I saw that. It was okay, but it felt very generic to me, and this movie does not feel generic.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm shocked that Bloomhouse doesn't try to get more more stuff like this in their portfolio.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know they did get out, but other than that, I'm not really too impressed with his output in general. Well, in general,
0: I don't like when you force your company's name into the titles <laughs> of the movies. Yeah. And they've only done it with one of their movies so far, but I presume that that's like the
1: beginning of a trend they want to work. Yeah, I guess it'll depend on how much cachet whoever the filmmakers are have what was yeah. up with Sadie like she also has like this weird patch of like purple or blue or whatever hair like it changes colors doesn't it 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 goes from
0: it's like purple for a few shots and I want to say it's pretty much blue after that mm-hmm. maybe it's to match her, well, her lipstick seems like it's mostly purple
1: I think it's Michaela who often has like the weird colored lipstick if I'm not mistaken well I think she's Sadie wearing like blue has. lipstick at some point Sadie's
0: also wearing different colored uh, uh, lipstick throughout the movie. Mm, exactly. So, Bloomhouse is also producing a remake of
1: Benji. Mm. My mind. What the fuck?
0: I'm worried about this dog.
1: That <laughs> dog's fucking dead. I did like the bit where Michaela's mom tweets at him. Good job, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was shocked that we did see more of, like, Elise
1: Neal in this movie. Yeah.
2: Like, I would have played
0: up if she was in Scream
2: too.
1: <laughs> they don't really do much with the parents. They're just kind of there and clueless the entire time.
2: Yeah.
1: We get the whole definition of a serial killer versus a spree killer. Would you want to share that with us? Uh, basically, it's like serial killers, like, have patterns in the kill over a period of time whereas like a spree killer just kills a lot of people at once uh, with some charming little animation
0: and the movie's very clever because they don't they're talking about preparing for their first like spree killing they don't ever like in hint that they haven't killed before uh <laughs> not that's really like a plot twist later on. Do you find that they did kill somebody when they were like
1: like kids? six years old or something? What did you think yeah. of the bit where like they're they've had this weird video that they filmed together and then like Michaela shows Sadie like in front of a van or something? I was like, that's pretty impressively shot.
0: Like that's more so than uh um Jack Quaid's editing. It wasn't Jack Quaid in Hunt Games or one of the
1: Hunger games. That's who I think he was. Was one of the other tributes? I don't know. Not familiar with his work. Other than that, he's Randy Quaid's son. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I hope we get
0: like nasty tweets from Jack Quaid. How dare you? <laughs> I am not my uncle's son.
2: Mm, yeah, uh,
1: it's in Catching Fire. Apparently, hmm. I don't remember him, but sure. <laughs> Who do you even been in that? one of the randos I guess yeah one of the one, randos from district whatever mm-hmm. I mean I could tell this shot was green screen so like that kind of makes sense they could like do the effect or whatever but it's totally random and weird
0: I I almost feel like they, they probably could have figured out the editing of their videos without his help uh, I don't know video editing takes a certain amount of talent this was the only video that we've seen, at least throughout the film, that showed anything other than just basically, I'm holding up a phone and we're talking
1: to it and like moving the phone around. I mean, I think once you've recruited this guy to do your editing, though, you don't want to do it. You know, true. You got, you got a much to do for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're letting him upload it for you too. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. <laughs> Again, the dialogue that just made my heart sing when they that they need to kill uh, Peta. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brandon Hilmerbrand's like, you know, to make an omelet, you got to kill some ex-boyfriends. <laughs> so later, Michaela's like, well, what would I even say to him? And she like, Michaela or uh, Sadie says, you say, I just stabbed your bitch ass in the throat because of your emo ass status update.
1: <laughs> I really liked how like. You know they decided to kill someone new, and the camera just kind of stops and zooms in because like somebody has pissed them off. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, they're, they're I don't definitely... know why they're
0: dressed like uh, sexy che Guevara's to kill Toby, but whatever.
1: <laughs> they're definitely doing the the modern thing where the, like the text just show up on screen instead of showing the phone, which works. Yeah. I think how they just push all these other girls that are talking to Toby here out of the way and just like get lost.
0: What did you think about the scene where Michaela calls him outside his house?
1: Um, I only really remember the ringtone of that, to be honest. I
0: I gotta say, I found that. Scene oh, and she's
1: breathing. The, Is that what she's about? Okay,
0: yeah. it's it's like it's like a skit level of like shortened genius because so she's calling and doing the ominous breathing in like this comedic way, like, <sighs> and he's just like listing off all these random girls names. Like, yeah. is that you, Ashley Morgan, Rebecca, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and she's the fourth one. And so she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it plays like it's going to be a typical thriller. Cause they, essentially follow him down the road to run him off the road on his motorcycle they've got like the spiked chain across the road he spins out flips off like the side of the road into a ditch they assume that killed him they're like enjoying their video like like, a car busted
1: up up and dead
0: well his his leg is like comedically broken like his ankle is pointing up at his head (laughs) um (laughs) But like, the car stops along the way, and so like the one girl has to like go and like distract the driver, who of course like she's a girl. So when she's like, "Oh, my friend's car just broke down," he's like, "Well, I'll get it out and help you, little lady." And she's just like, "I'm really good with tires. I don't need your help."
1: <laughs> I like how they, they really never give any attention in this movie to like wouldn't their fingerprints beyond this or oh there was a witness no. there or anything. It's just like you did just brush right over that. Like, which I think is the there's way to do moments. it. Like, instead of, like, half-assing it, they just, like, gloss right over it.
0: Yeah, there's a couple moments where I was like, oh, yeah, good job. Like, they actually didn't leave any fingerprints there. And there's a couple where I'm like, their shit is all over this fucking mm-hmm. crime yeah. scene. But, yeah, tonally, the movie is just like, "We don't give a fuck. This yeah. is a heightened, bizarre world. <laughs> this movie's not interested in that. Um. So they think they frequently we use like prom planning as like their cover of night to like sneak out and do their shit. Um during the one prom planning meeting, you can see on the board that one of the suggested themes for prom is frisky
1: business. <laughs> yeah, they're having fun in this movie, which I like.
0: I I think I could have loved the girl who played Sid if they had done more with her, but she was fun in her like
1: three scenes. What did you think about just like the random nerd girl who's like in the background in so many shots? um that actress's name is she has a great name it's katie stottlemyre
0: mm. and i think you know another low light of the movie is they don't give her a name they just credit her as
1: bookish student i would not say that's a, a bad thing i would have credited her as just like a nerd girl um did you see her like like busting a move at the prom yeah <laughs> and then she presumably she drinks the death. spike punch yeah yeah Oh, how about Michaela making out with a dead body of Josh Hutcherson after she kills him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadie's just like, dude, what the fuck? Well, the
0: movie's interesting because like, the girls each have their romantic interests that they are just like they lose it with. They get so fixated upon the mm-hmm. other can't respect the crush at all.
1: Now I'm just thinking of that uh, Jenny Nicholson video, Trapped in an Island with Josh Hutcherson. Oh, what is that one? You haven't seen that one? I don't think so. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. You should just go watch it. It's it's like her reading a fanfic about Josh Hutcherson called "Trapped in the Island" with Josh Hutcherson.
2: Okay.
0: Um, did Island, They the never.
1: Movie? What's that? No, I don't want to know. Okay, um, right, go on. Did they? They don't kill the um the reporter lady, right? She lives.
0: She lives. Yeah. She's covering at the end.
1: I was kinda of surprised they didn't murder her just because she blew them off that one time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's no Gale Weathers, though. Um. So of course the movie has the scene where the two girls walk down the hallway to like a from like slow mo to like a pop song while like drinking in the adulation of their peers. Um, <laughs> after they've murdered enough after, people. Yeah, after they killed Sid. hmm I'm trying to think who's the first one. Oh, because uh um it's Toby that they kill. They run him off the road. There's like a spiked chain across the road. And then they stab him multiple times in the chest. And the police rule it an accident. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, so they have to go so kill when, again.
0: So yeah, when so Sid catches their ire and they murder her like in the combo woodshop auto shop. That's that
1: seems kind shop. of wonderful. Yeah, or her head gets like sliced in half by a table saw. Well, she
0: she's like the weird whatever the chain is by which you like drag. I guess it's like you drag engines in the middle of the air. I don't know what kind of sexy fun things mechanics do, <laughs> but somehow the girl gets hung in that upside down. You know, for all of you PLL fans who wonder about how chains get fashioned to things, and so upside down she gets her head split on the uh,
1: <laughs> like a table saw, like table saw. saw blade that's sticking enough. Yeah, like <laughs> well, split like, down the middle. Yeah, it's great.
0: They're like, there's no way they could view this as an accident. Well, let's make sure of that. So they start, like, cutting off her arms and
1: legs. Well, then she's picking up the girl's head and, like, pantomiming, like, I don't like your shoes or whatever. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, yeah, the classic thing where, like, the uh, janitor comes into the room where they are while they're in flagrante delectico, like, dancing around in blood. And he's just,
1: like, changing trash cans and doesn't even see them. One of the signs on their prom board, I believe it says all's fair and love and prom. Yeah. It's true,
0: it is. Um, yeah, so then like 37 minutes in the movie, Craig Robinson shows up as Big Al. There's something about Craig Robinson that I just like. He's just got a way about him mm-hmm. that I'm like, it's something about, it's like the corners of my mouth like fold up, like I'm getting ready to smile or laugh at something he's about to do.
1: Yeah, he he always... Knows how to be very understated in his comedy, but like it's there, you know, like the mentioning the handball thing, you know.
0: Like, you know, for the most part of the years of The Office that were good, they didn't waste Daryl. Hmm. I think when Andy unfortunately took over the show, they probably wasted Daryl there because like just a little bit of Craig Robinson can be
1: brilliant. I <laughs> think they blow up this girl's lending library. It yeah. Just, like, completely trash it. <laughs>
0: So, a lending library is something you can put in front of people's houses so they can check out copies of Twilight or some shit.
1: <laughs> well, and, like this nerd girl apparently is like just the the little. Like Major Domo. Like, yeah, a little funky of uh, Sid here, who she orders around. Yeah. <laughs> I like how she like hugs Sadie at the end. Like, you're so brave. She's like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> I like the masks. Like uh, just aesthetically, like their various killer outfits are pretty great.
0: I would say, except for the weird like uh, berets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, it's not that
0: they don't look—they don't look good. They look good in them. It's just they—they're
1: not scary, you know. But these like, masks are pretty. What are, what pretty
0: are you creepy. going for here? What's the
1: joke? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, but, then it, it plays off nicely when they're just in the prom dresses with the masks on, mm-hmm. like holding hands. Absolutely. So what did you think of the, uh, the gym stuff?
1: Which gym stuff? With Big Al. Big oh, Al at the gym. Okay, I was thinking like the school gym. Um, I enjoyed it. Definitely reminded me of Final Destination as well. Um <laughs> but yeah, I liked the... I mean, you figured that it, they needed something to go a little bit wrong one of these times, you know? Like, they're getting away with it pretty easy for their first few kills. So it made sense that they'd have to improvise. I like that they like, hel- they throw a dumbbell or a bar, as a dumbbell. I, was, I think
0: I, I was just gonna say, there's a hilarious slapstick about just throwing free weights at people. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they throw a dumbbell at him and he just catches it.
0: Yeah. But like, otherwise, they throw one like at one of the girls and she ducks and it just like smashes this huge window. <laughs> in here. Like it reminded me unintentionally of uh, the joke that I'm always fascinated is in Social Network. Where Zuckerberg tosses the beer to the girl, that. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it breaks so two of them,
0: it yeah. <laughs> Well, then he just like stops offering her beers. <laughs> yeah. So Big Al dies. Also, Big Al dies gruesomely.
1: Um, I you yeah. see Barrains
0: in this movie.
1: Yeah, this movie not afraid to get gory. <laughs> like how they're, they're like walking into class or down the hall like high-fiving people because like <laughs> one of their classmates died and like they know it's a murder now. They know it's not an accident. <laughs> they're just like high-five. <laughs> Give me those oh like, Well, yeah, so they're, their
0: thing is that they're essentially like uh, amateur covering local crimes and then as the police start like saying, well, they're just accidents, they take the bent of like, what else are the police hiding or covering up from us?
1: Hmm. And the um, Westworld guess- guy is just like, you're not helping.
2: Yeah. Like the principal, like what a
1: fucking pushover this principal is. He's like, nothing I can do. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> the prom, he's just like, just a few quick words and this dumb old guy will get out of your hair. <laughs> oh, I kind of like the uh, the sheriff. I mean, there's not like a lot of joke there, but that mustache goes a long way
1: like how their one teacher just like starts drinking heavily. So she's the she's like the teacher you see basically th- through every scene
0: of the teacher, right? Yeah. Is she the one who's also going to fuck Big Al? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, her. cool. So at one point in the classroom, she goes from a conversation that's supposed to be about nationalism, according to the whiteboard, <laughs> <laughs> to the dark side of social media.
1: And sociopathy and narcissism, <laughs> yeah. I love how just
0: and I was like, that's topical.
1: <laughs> I love how just when they're about to plug, uh, you know, hashtag tragedy girls, that's when Big Al gets up there and completely steals spotlight. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I also love Big it's Al's buddy. Oh Who, yeah,
0: yeah. With the the gym guy.
1: I think that's one of the writers or producers. I can't remember which, but like he's one of the like creative people.
0: That makes sense. hmm. Well, it does that that indie thing you you would do, where he's like wearing the shirt for the gym in the scene at the uh, at the town assembly or whatever, mm-hmm. and then we're at that gym and scene. It's like the quickest, easiest way to establish this this locale earlier.
1: So, what are they trying to do? Like poison this guy with water at first? It doesn't work.
0: Yeah, because he's a big guy, so I think they want to knock him out at least.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's
0: it's got those like Hitchcock things. It's like you keep waiting for him to take a sip of the water, and he won't.
1: But then, when he finally does, it like gets interrupted too quickly.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, because she has to get back home because uh, uh, Randy Quaid's son is going to come ruin everything. <laughs> I just thought Randy Quaid's son was like way too old to be in high school.
1: Yeah, the whole time I was thinking this guy looks like he's twenty five.
0: Which is like when you get to prom. I thought the movie was kind of genius because those are clearly like high school age kids Mm -hmm. to the point where like as you get older you have a sense of what teenagers look like I think based on your memories and how old you were in like TV shows but when you actually look at high school kids they look like they're like 8th
1: graders Oh, whatever. okay okay, I just looked it up this guy's 28 or no 26 now so yeah he's probably like 25 24 when he filmed this
0: so he's got lines on his face Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Randy Quaid Those jeans. Some city Mm miles. Yeah. I just keep thinking about Meg Ryan in the land of women. With Randy Quaid. With Randy (laughs) Quaid. That's a movie we could do at some point. I think that was requested.
0: Yeah. I think it's been requested by listeners. I think it's also at different times been requested by each of us. Mm -hmm.
2: The gym is called um,
1: Gun Blasters, but it's a gym.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's your easy one stop trip to the gun show. Um I can't believe that speaking of, of Randy Quaid's son, how good he is at grabbing their phone. Like his spy craft there.
1: His oh he's, hand. well he's like putting a like a laptop or something or a hard drive. I'm not sure what he's doing. He's he's putting something in her purse, so yeah, it's pretty slick.
0: No, he's grabbing the the other phone, the burner phone. No, I know. Uh,
1: he does it when he's putting something else in her purse, though. Oh, okay. Like, he's he's giving them, like, the footage or something like that.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
0: because he happens to notice uh, Michaela sends the the mass text to
1: everyone at, like, the city of <laughs> Big Al's fucking brains falling out of his head, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty horrifying.
0: Which I want that technology, where presumably you can just send like a text blast to everyone like in, in your vicinity.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that works exactly, but sure. I like how that like the whole remember Al thing starts up. They start chanting remember Al um, after the mass text, and then like when you cut to like this like kind of like march like protest downtown, uh, they're both wearing remember Al hashtag remember Al t shirts. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And just like the the way they reveal it, like. It's, you know, you just suddenly see, like, I think she's holding her phone in front of her shirt for a second, then she drops it and says, Remember Al. Oh,
0: the, the bloom was off the rose very quickly that these marches suck.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. you're tired of walking.
1: <laughs> how did they, um, how did Kimi, because Kimi escapes at this point, how did he somehow, like, mount the mare on, like, a 50 foot uh, flagpole there?
0: Yeah very quickly too mm-hmm.
1: i don't i don't know how you did that but good work
0: i honestly didn't didn't think he had it in him mm-hmm. he's just got this creepy affect it's a little bit like uh what's his name d'onofrio and men in black but like skinnier and more malevolent
1: and a little like a little less mentally touched i guess
0: well, here he's a little bit touched, but like, but, but like D'Onofrio, like, like that is guy always. Cold. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah DiNozzo is very good at playing like
1: twitchy, bare minimum twitchy. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the mayor, yeah, I still don't know how they mounted that chick up there. Like this sp- spit roasted. Um, but so I guess they eventually reveal <laughs> that these two girls, when they were being driven home by a. Randy Quaid's kid's uh, mom. The they, sheriff's like, wife. They yeah. Ju- yeah, sheriff's wife, and they were like being driven home by dance practice by her for some reason, and they just like decided to like strangle her from the back seat, yeah, and so she, she crashed and died. Yeah. Uh,
0: who amongst us hasn't had those?
1: Mm-hmm. They just they knew from a young age. Uh, that, uh... Yeah. Oh, I just noticed on the back of the I uh, remember Al t shirts a big picture. Of Craig Robinson. That's great. Nice. Uh,
0: <laughs> That's what you get when you're the producer of the
1: film. Well they, they all have like these like these like printouts of his face on sticks that they're holding up. <laughs> it's just like Craig Robinson's <laughs> face. Like on like a little cutout.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, local uh, firefighter. Um
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so so Jack Quaid has like stolen the phone from a The girls realized that. Um Sadie, played by Randall has got to go like seduce slash get it back for him slash kill him. So she ends up in his bedroom upstairs. His like dad's like sleeping downstairs. Kimi is broken free. He's on the loose now. So anyway, it's a teenage boy in quotes has the girl of his dreams over to his place. His bedroom has like a giant American flag hanging on one wall. It also has like a neon beer sign over in the corner, and it's not like a beer brand. It's just like a neon drawing of like a beer mug
1: I think you're also leaving out the uh, ain't nothing but a hound frog yeah like weird frog Elvis
0: that's the closest thing the dude has to personality to me
1: (laughs) also he doesn't know there is like a poster I don't know what this is it's like behind Sadie in one shot where it's like it's like somebody being eaten alive by wolves in the background like a like a cartoon drawing of it oh I'm trying to remember the things that Michaela
0: purposely hears instead oh wait when no that's like, in sadies trying run, to say, when he's trying to say dario agento to her mm-hmm. there's some great quotes there
1: yeah sorry that was like, sadies room that has the weird like people being ripped apart by animals
0: yeah it's like uh dario de jorno yeah i'll mention <laughs> it to her
1: <laughs> but then of course when she's she's like about to kill Randy Quaid's kid at just as he's like professing his love for her and telling her how like he thinks that like Michaela might be involved in things because she's acting super shady and like she's got like the knife next to her and then it falls off the bed and that's when they they start making out but then Kimi shows up and, and attacks but doesn't kill Randy Quaid's kid
0: yeah he like machetes him through the collarbone like down to the shoulder like gets in the meat of it a little bit there uh She, like, stabs Kimi in the foot. He, like, jumps out of a window.
1: (laughs) I feel like he's making these weird kind of, like, just, like, noises the whole time. Like, he's making some, like, sloth noises. You know, like, sloth from the Kimis.
0: Yeah, he jumps out of the window. He does, like, the uh, the, uh, Michael Myers thing where he's, like, not there when someone then goes to that window and looks down. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention... So when Michaela's alone with uh, Toby, with Josh Hutcherson, and like he he doesn't say, but she hears in her head his voice, if I'm going to be murdered, I'm so happy it's you. <laughs> and that's when she starts making out of his dead body. <laughs> this movie is a lot of fun, you guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're really missing out by
1: not watching it. doesn't she breaks that stupid hound frog thing right? yeah, I think she like breaks it over his, yeah Kimi's she breaks head. it
0: over uh, Kimi, yeah,
1: so throughout the movie they keep doing the thing whenever
0: they're talking about their their blog their media empire where it's oh, we're the tragedy girls that's that's plural girls
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so from this incident, the sheriff now knows that the killer's real and he kind of elevates Sadie as like the sole hero she becomes the tragedy girl
1: so she she stabbed Kimi in the foot and he ran away, yeah saved. Save the sheriff's son. So, of course, Michaela's, you know. Well, they call her a tragedy girl and she does not correct at the press conference, and Michaela's feeling completely betrayed. Yeah. Well, we also see in that when that whole business goes down and Kimi gets away, Michaela sees Kimi running away and, like, seemingly knows where he goes, you know, but does not follow or whatever. Or so we think. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's got tabs on that guy. We don't really see what's going on in the background, but to me, it's like it 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 doesn't feel like a cheat. Like it feels like it makes sense when he shows up later, like working with her.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, she had more, dare I say, of like the she had more scenes of him. The more rapport with him throughout
1: mm-hmm. the captivity, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had their big blow up fight in the gym while they're working on like prom stars like, full of glitter and whatnot. They break mm-hmm. up. They friend break up. <laughs> she's no longer prom VP. Then there's
0: a, uh, yeah. There's a, uh, like, an extended, like, uh, montage of the shit they're doing separately. Um, there's a great, like, it's a great gif of when, like, Randy Quaid's son is, like, performing, like, tongue conolingus on Brandon Hildebrand's, like, neck. I think they call it, she's it just, like, necking. S- staring off, just, like, so or, disinterested. Yeah.
1: I like the shot of the teacher like pouring some like whiskey or something into her coffee there. Yeah. Oh, did we get? Yeah, we did get to the her the blow with her. Yeah. Yeah, she's drinking now. Well, I mean, she kind of had a little gentleman caller there in Big Al, and then he got fucking murdered. <sighs> yeah, it's got to
0: be rough, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, doesn't end happy for her. No. <laughs> that com- look of complete boredom and apathy on. Uh, Sadie's face there as this guy is like trying to give her a hickey, but you can. I mean, it's it's setting up that like they miss each other basically. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah,
0: life's not the same without each other. Um, Michaela drops out from like the uh, cheer because they're also cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff's kid comes to pick up Sadie for prom. The dad apparently can't take a fucking photo on the phone i don't know if that's like part of the joke of him like like fucking at this kid or if he just literally doesn't know like also she's like taking care of her dad throughout the movie like
1: i mean i think it's they're just having fun like playing the juxtaposition between like she's a insane murderer but murderer but she's also such a normal unassuming girl around her father you know
0: but I think it's also it's part of the it's the the perfect cover. Like she answers all the questions, so this dude's obviously not going to ask anything else. Like she makes dinner, mm-hmm. you know. He's like, "Did you borrow the truck?" And she's like, "Yes, and I returned it, and I filled it up with gas and everything." And he's like, "Oh, great, yeah,
1: yeah." So somebody is like spiking the punch at um, prom. What's up with Sadie? Like, not only the the hair dye on the one side but she's always got like weird little hair creature mons like bows or hair clips or whatnot i don't know if that was just, like, just a stylist yeah. like she's got something really weird in her hair at prom i don't know what it is some clips and of yeah yeah the dude's like pouring like is he just pouring a 40 I think, yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I can't tell if that's supposed to be alcohol or just beer that he's pouring into the punch here. There's
0: like an attack of like fucking dudes of top
1: hats in the background of the prom.
0: That's it's nice to remember. But it's like these like uh, uh, out of work magicians. <laughs> um, the collection of like nerd dudes who are at this table with her and her prom date are hilarious. These guys, oh, yeah. just the biggest fucking dorks.
1: Mm-hmm. And they keep distracting uh, Jack Quaid there. Yeah, what is that guy's real name? It's like Jordan.
0: In yeah, Jordan his, Welsh.
1: Wow. Yeah. His real name in the film.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan
1: Welsh it's, I mean, yeah. I think his real real name is Randy Quaid Jr. But he goes by Jack.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, can you imagine a situation where it's like it's a little known secret in Hollywood? That all of Dennis Quaid's kids were actually fathered by Randy Quaid. So they, <laughs> guy of course, has the most potent jam.
1: Yeah, of course, they're pranking Queen, uh, him and Sadie, and they have this like really awkward dance. And like, you can tell she's a little bored. And then like later on, he's like trying to talk to her about like maybe if you go to Kent State, that's going to be near this other school, you know? And like, she's just like like completely not interested in like carrying on this relationship past high school.
0: Well, the funny thing is, I, I think she genuinely liked this guy until she lost her friend.
1: Mm-hmm. But even so, then, I don't think she liked him enough to like maneuver no, the like got, her college, got, like near him.
0: Yeah, she's got serious ambitions. I don't think uh, this dude is going to like his desires are going to be to try to keep her from those. So yeah, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Kent, what's her name, Mrs. Kent. She's out smoking. Do the thing where she thinks she's like heard some noises of killers. It's some kids like making out, so she sends them in, and then that's when uh, Michaela shows up and is like, "Don't you know like something about smoking causes fires?" Didn't Big Al teach you that?
1: Yeah, she gets stabbed in the gut from behind, and then has her throat slashed. Pretty gory. Yeah, it's I, I it's interesting because this movie goes to the effort to like give Mrs. Kent just enough of a, a minor arc in the background of like her becoming more disillusioned and then she starts drinking and whatnot, you know, it's like enough to maybe make you care. And then they just like completely brutally murder her. Yeah.
0: Can you imagine this was like a TV show?
1: Um, I, I don't know how you would really do this as a TV show. Cause it's just it building, the... building, building so much. Like, I don't know
2: how the... you,
0: I I watched that was a Netflix show like it's the end of the fucking world. Oh. I didn't feel a single thing throughout that show. Like I needed something like this.
1: I needed well, that to be there. I think like half of all Netflix shows would be better as movies anyway, but Yeah. Well
0: and that that especially was essentially a movie that they just carved up and expanded into 20-minute episodes. <laughs> yeah, so the two girls then meet up again backstage at the prom and like kind of have a Fight,
1: Michaela <laughs> uh, has like an insane like hot pink mask on with uh, like yeah. X's for eyes. Yeah, it's a great look.
0: Also, Randy Quaid Jr. has like white
1: suspenders. Does he? Oh, I don't I even know what he was wearing. Yeah,
2: yeah he he's taking off oh, his yeah. jacket.
1: Yeah, that's a bad look. Yeah, that's. Good. I mean, that's why he had to die, dude.
0: I mean you want to look good at prom, but you also got to think about like after prom guy, you don't want to take the eye takes off his jacket and you got white suspenders on. Ugh. Um, yeah. So Michaela reveals that she's invited Lowell, you know, he's going to do some cleaning up here. And of course, Randy Quaid jr. Is like interjected and he's like,
1: well, like they're discussing, her. They're discussing Michaela is like, Oh, remember that time we like murdered Jack Welch's mom or Jordan Welch, whatever his name is. Um, you know, and, and for the, First part of it, Sadie is like acting like, oh, that's not how I remember it. It was an accident. Like, I don't know. What did you think is going on here? Is she just playing around because she knows that Jordan is listening or? I I don't know. I don't know if it's like the last vestige of like her
0: wanting to like not do wrong by this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he immediately goes into like the uh, like I know you, I know the real you, you and I are just alike. And she's like, Did you not just listen to what was <laughs> announced? And he's like, Well, I still know, and she's like, You don't know shit.
1: And she like shoves like a rope around his neck and pushes him off the ledge and he hangs.
0: Oh, and when Michaela shoots Lowell on the head.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess afterwards, when everyone's all charred and burnt up, they just like assume he killed himself or something.
0: I wonder if they like found well. I presumably they found a way to. to
1: yeah, he burned up. And he like framed himself. Well, I mean, it's they just assume he, he shot sh- himself in the head. You know,
0: I somehow they thought that Josh Hutcherson was an accident.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's we
0: get to see a Bookish Girl, just like really cutting a rug. Um, the She's booze is down. free. Her, yeah, yeah. not ah, for long it's, though. There is just some. These are some straight up like. I'm not saying ugly, but some real. Wow. high school people in this uh wow. this auditorium there's some crimped hair in the background
1: i really like the folks the lighting after they like shove uh jordan off the thing here and he hangs like there's something about the lighting like them being lit from below in this like theater prop room or whatever it's great yeah. it's like because there's like a black light element to it that like makes them glow a little bit
0: yeah so they kind of Hold hands and like dance in this like reverie
1: down the hallway to, As they put their, their masks on. Yeah. yeah. Sadie's got like the neon green mask with the weird like eyelashes and sewed up mouth. Yeah, it's great.
0: I mean there's clearly some kind of joke about like tech obsessed teenagers where half these kids don't realize they're in danger so they get the text of the uh I mean, why they? gym doors. Yeah. Yeah. So you see things. Burning, and you see the two girls holding hands outside. It's the uh, it looks like a zombie kind of thing where like the different hands are like pounding on the glass. It, at the door. It's an
1: impressive shot, really. Yeah, you know, the lighting is really
0: great there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then just the aftermath is they're just like chilling outside. Drinking uh, punch. I mean, no Looking one's flawless. There's never even a suggestion that like that's weird that you two are the only ones who survived, you
0: know. No, they're tragedy girls.
1: Yeah, well, and, like the fucking cop shows up. He's like, boy, you know, and, like he's just like melting down and they're just like, ha ha.
0: There's one of the deputies that I-, I wanted to highlight. He's kind of lame in all the other scenes, but the first time you see him. Oh, when he's
1: like checking his phone, that guy. He's
0: checking his phone while like, pulling one of the bodies out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, well, and then, like you see like the uh, news story. Sorry, Uh huh.
0: No, I was gonna say, I. I know there's movies there's a couple movies of variations of title final girl or the final girls that Mm -hmm. I've never seen I think it's very smart that this one is called tragedy girls instead yeah
1: but um you get the news story where they like found like the abandoned shed where they were like hiding Kimi and it's like they like assume that's his lair and that he planned the whole thing and he murdered everyone so they get off scot-free and they have like two million followers and they're off to college (sighs)
0: It seemingly is part of the news story where you get the rising number toll of their <laughs> yeah. followers.
1: It's part of the broadcast, yeah.
0: Well, they got the the ugly footage of like them being interviewed like in the library.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's next with the tragedy girls? See, I just think Twitter would have a fucking field day with these people in real life.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: So they're off on like a book tour? I think they're going to college. They're going to college, but and it's mentioned the uh, they have a book
1: deal, I think, is what it says. Okay, I thought it was like a book tour they were going to go on as well. But a deal would make
0: more sense before you Mm -hmm. do the tour, but yeah, so they're off to college, um, on their road trip together. I
1: I got real anxiety when they were like filming like a little Instagram story or whatever while they're driving. Yeah, keep your eyes on the road. I didn't want something to happen to my tragedy girls right at the end of the movie be trash. true story i
0: actually saw an accident not far from me the other day where but spoiler somebody was texting interesting yeah um yeah and i was kind of shocked that there wasn't like some kind of last like jump scare or something here
1: and it's just not this kind of movie i don't think yeah this is not the movie where your morality is going to be observed ultimately you know no it's not like and then they got their come comeuppance it's like no and they got away.
0: No, I guess I, I I assumed it would be something of them in college, like like doing their shenanigans mm. all over again, um, or something where it's like they they come back to the dorm and like Samuel Jackson's there to <laughs> tell them about the Avengers Initiative because <laughs> they would be great
1: Avengers, sure, especially post Infinity War. Well, they're going to need new recruits. Yeah,
0: They <laughs> film this movie in Kentucky.
1: I can see that. The only thing in like at the end there is whatever song they have playing them out. I was not feeling. Oh yeah, there's some good. There's some
0: good musical choices throughout the movie, mm-hmm. including, of course, the cults and always forever at the beginning.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know who it is that's singing at the end, but like the I don't know the style of the song sounds too. I don't. Know, it just doesn't match. I guess like the rest of the music that they've been playing in it.
0: The movie because it has got kind of like an eighties synth score throughout the movie. Like I really enjoyed it. I found it really refreshing at the same time. Ultimately, I found it to be kind of like a minor movie, I guess. Sure. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, would I recommend this to the kind of person who would love it? Absolutely. I just don't know that like broadly, generally, this is going to be if you c- know, a
1: huge crowd pleaser. I mean, you, if you find humor and just wanton murder, then maybe, but, but the, if, the blackest of humor, yeah, I mean, it's maybe just pitch black humor. Yeah. If you liked cruel intentions and you really like horror movies, maybe even that, like the, the humor in this is really, really pitch black. Like they literally murder their entire school um, with some imagery. That's not too far removed from like school shootings. I would say so. Why haven't we done cruel intentions before? Uh, I don't know. We certainly could,
0: and Cruel Intentions 2? Oh,
1: it's a bad movie. Amy Adams is in that movie. It's got a great ending. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. we will never
0: touch, never touch Cruel Intentions three. Oh, no God. one should ever watch that. No, it's terrible featuring movie featuring
1: Jack from Dawson. Which Creek. wasn't there? It might have been like Wild Things, where it was called like foursome or something. It should have been four G, but I think it was Wild Things.
0: I want to say, wasn't it like Wild Things 2, The Glades,
1: or something like that? I think it was like Wild Things 4, was like Wild Things 4-some, was what it was, yeah. Mm. Anyway, make one change. You go first, I'm going to, need to think about it. Um, the only thing I could think is in the second act, maybe if we saw a little more of the planning of one of the murders to kind of build that up a little bit and like maybe lose one of them. I don't know who. Maybe Big Al, you know. Um Big Al's murder didn't really need to happen. Uh mm. if you if you extended the the planning and killing of uh Sylvia there, I think that might have worked better. <laughs> Without Big Al's murder, this movie's 120 minutes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying you have to extend some other stuff. But, <laughs> or I mean, or maybe uh, maybe just do Big Al 20 minutes. <laughs> maybe, maybe just do Big Al in a different way or something. I don't know. But it just it felt very episodic. I felt like in the second act where it's just like, and then they kill someone, and then they kill someone. You know.
0: I guess to here's the refreshing thing about growing up with these type of movies that I've seen so many of, and then seeing more modern movies, you really have to enjoy that 96 minute runtime. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. I was like, thank God. Fucking remember that. <laughs> That's no two hours and 20 minutes like solo. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> All right.
0: This in and it's out. Yeah.
1: You got any changes?
0: Um, just some, I, I'm always saying that I'm always like the punch up guy. I would just punch up stuff in the second half. Um, there's a lot of characters that I really enjoyed that I, I would have elongated and perhaps that would have ruined them. I would have ruined the joke like from bookish girl and Sid even to like uh, Toby. Like I could have done with more Toby, you. Some, sure. Yeah. Like if somehow like Toby had been like a like a like a rival throughout the movie and then they like extinguish him towards the end. I would have been very into that. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to see Josh Hutcherson essentially tackle the The McConaughey trope from Days and Confused.
1: If he was if he was like a social media rival to them the whole time. Yeah, that would have been entertaining.
0: Like and kind of thing where like he's got like uh, that thing where he's got the guitar strung over his back the whole time too. <laughs> that would have been fucking genius. Like if he's dressed eighty on his, like 80s on his guitar, yeah, yeah,
1: or on his guitar on his motorcycle, yeah,
0: <laughs> on his motorcycle. So yeah, more Josh Hutcherson. I've I've never felt a character more than that mm-hmm. in
1: this. All right, shall we do our power rankings? Yes, let's do our power rankings. I assume you just have ten. I have ten. Okay number 10 i have drew he is big al's like like coaching partner buddy or whatever i just like that guy he's like (laughs) like when him and big al are working out he like starts wiping the sweat off of big al's brow like i don't know why that guy's hilarious (laughs)
2: um
0: i have at number 10 just because i i was thrilled to see her and i thought we'd get more at least
1: neil as michaela's mom Mm, okay
0: which is funny i don't have her dad (laughs)
1: Well, the dad, I mean, there's just nothing there, really.
0: Well, there could have been, though. The dad has a great comment at one point where they're referencing how Michaela doesn't have a date to the prom that the parents know about. And the dad's like, I don't know why boys would be afraid of a beautiful woman.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see, number nine had Mrs. Kent. Man, rough rough sledding for Mrs. Kent there. Does not That's go well.
0: I don't have Mrs. Kent on here. That number...
1: And number nine, I have uh, Jack Quaid as uh, Jordan Welsh. Mm, okay. I have him at eight. He was just—I mean, I—I didn't, I didn't hate the character, and I think he did a decent job of seeming concerned. Like, like I wasn't—I wasn't rooting against him necessarily. I was like, kind of like, wonder how this will work out. Is she going to have to end up in killing this guy? You know?
2: Mm,
1: yeah. He he is the kind of character that would annoy me more
0: in other circumstances, for sure. At uh, number eight, I have Katie Stolmeyer as the bookish student. Okay. It did not go unnoticed on me that she's there in like the background of 75% of this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. At number seven, I had uh, Sylvia there with they murder. Sylvia? It's Sylvia, not Sidney. Yeah. Oh, okay, according to, uh, I thought IMDB it was Sid. It's Syl, according to IMDB, but her full name is I saw on the uh, slideshow that they put together for her.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, also have num- I also have Syl then at number 7. Mm-hmm. Um, Savannah Jade is her name, which is... That's a name. Um, J-J-Y-D. She kind of gave me like a little bit of like a Janelle Parish vibe.
1: I can see that. Yeah, a little bit of a type A personality there. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we at? Number six, six, I had the I had the nerdy girl. Just uh I think feel like she rose that high just for her getting down at the punch there. Nice. RIP. Uh
0: number six, I have Timothy V. Murphy as the sheriff with that mustache. And like the the work he's doing to hide his Irish accent where his voice just gets super deep, just mm-hmm. worked in this role. And then he gets to do the uh the Sean Penn, like, is that my son? <laughs>
1: Uh, number five, I had Kimi, aka okay. Lowell. What's his name? Like Lowell Orson or Lemon Lowell or something like that. Yeah, it's. I think it's
0: probably Lowell Orson
1: Lehman, but she calls him Lemon. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I actually have him there too. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, he he gives you what you need in the role. You know?
0: He's playing Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. who. He's a straight up creepy fucking dude. Like, Kevin Durant is super creepy. Like, he, his character actually gave me anxiety in season four of Lost. And then I want to say one of the things that surprised me the most about season six is when fucking Kevin Durant returns.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. He does. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't he, he was in some movie where he was like an angel or something. I can't remember what it was, but like, I just remember the ads for him that he like had big, like, fluffy wings. And it was just, yeah. Oh, he was Little John in that Robin Hood movie. Wow. Which Robin Hood movie? I, I think that's the Russell Crowe one. Did you, see, did you see the trailer for the new Robin Hood movie? Um,
0: I want to say I saw maybe like one of those like teases, like the trailer's coming
1: soon where like he does like a weird flip. It's, it's a whole lot of like, hey guys, it's Robin Hood, but now he shoots three hours at once and he does it while like, Doing like a shoulder flip or whatever, and like firing in the air. Yeah. All oh right. wow, Kimi's
0: Kimi's like fucking uh, uh, credits are amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's, it was, a, it's a in lot the movie of the Legion.
2: Typical.
1: He plays Gabriel the Angel. That's what it was.
0: Okay, it's a lot of the typical like I'm an actor in like Vancouver TV shit, and then it gets nuts from there. Like he's in like Noah. I guess Tragedy Girls was the last movie he did.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this 2018 Robin Hood, it's the, I think it's a like guy from uh, those stupid movies. What are those? Um, oh, Taron Agerton. Matthew Vaughn movies, yeah, that I'm drawing co- a complete blank on.
0: He's like a Kingsman kid, right? Kingsman,
1: yeah. It's that guy and like Jamie Dornan is Will Scarlet. And uh, Bono's daughter. Jamie Dornan edit.
0: is Will Scarlet?
1: Yeah, Bono's daughter is uh, Maid Marian.
0: Who's the sheriff?
1: Ben Mendelsohn. Oh. Or Jamie Foxx's Little John. That's interesting.
0: Oh, I did see this trailer. Because wasn't there something that made it seem like Jamie Foxx is essentially playing the Morgan Freeman character from Which Prince of Thieves?
1: I'd be fine with, because that sounds like it'd be a better movie if you just remade Prince of Thieves than whatever this horseshit looks like.
0: I would be... Laughing my ass off in fifty years if like a lot of Robin Hood movies
1: feature like Aziz the character (laughs) from the Crusades. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Not found in the text.
1: (laughs) But like, man, the trailer for this looks fucking terrible. Like Robin Hood, it shouldn't be hard to make a good Robin Hood movie. Uh, I don't know why they're like. We need to guy Ritchie it up, you know? Like, do a lot of like quick cut, like flipping around action scenes. Like that, we don't need that for Robin Hood. You just need like Here's some it, imp- so, like the archery can be impressive without them like jumping sideways in the air like they're in a John Woo movie, you know.
0: Who's a worst just on the on the the art of being a director like the, Guy the product Okay, over. You don't even want to hear my other option. Go for it. Zack Snyder. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. That's a shit sandwich and like a <laughs> shit breakfast burrito.
1: It is. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: Um, of course, you're not getting Guy Ritchie's Fountainhead.
1: I, yeah, I guess Guy Ritchie would have an edge for not being like an, a Randian asshole, maybe. Um, yeah. I Oof. can't
0: believe DC hasn't contacted Guy Ritchie about doing some dumbass movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there is some. DC Comics character that you can mistakenly cast Vinnie Jones as.
1: <laughs> How can we chav up this uh, Flash movie? Anyways, Robin Hood, the new one, looks like garbage coming out for Thanksgiving too. Jesus, <laughs>
0: that's that's something I'm not thankful for.
1: No, well, I I'd never heard his director. That's a bad sign.
0: Fucking Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Is he like? Has it dawned on him that he'll never play anything but villains? Mm-hmm.
1: Villains. Oh, no, he was—he like- was the the king of England and um uh drawing a blank on that movie, the one that uh, Gary Oldman won the Oscar for.
0: Oh, uh, Darkest Hour.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, in my opinion, his his performance was better than Gary Oldman's. Interesting. He's. I mean, I think that's the same king from the king. Your plan speech.
0: didn't work, my friend. <laughs> I'm not running Wayne Enterprises.
1: You know, I'm actually planning to watch that movie right after we stop podcasting. Oh yeah, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody mentioned the word Ibiza earlier today, and I was like, "It's Ibiza," and then I was like, hey, need to rewatch that movie?"
0: Okay, cool. Like, I'm similar reference to the Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyways, I. uh... I was watching a little bit. Everyone's "I'll put it on. Like if I'm like eating something real quick and I just want to zone out, I'll put that on. And I, uh, the part where I last left off in iTunes was just what a lovely, lovely voice.
1: <laughs> I believe we we're on number four. I have big Al. Oh, same. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Craig Robinson. is fantastic. Uh, just a little bit goes a long way. and uh, in the in the Netflix TV show version of this, I would have loved the big owl episode.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I mean, maybe they just didn't only have him for so much time. But, like, I feel like you maybe could have brought him in earlier, like, in the background somewhere.
0: Here's what I'm saying. Let me take that back. Not even a Netflix TV show version. I'm going to get real crazy with you.
1: Are you ready? Sure. YouTube Red. (laughs) I think you just insulted the movie. Uh, Number three, I have Toby.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think... except for the flip-flops at the end we both have Toby here of course I mean again there just needed to be more of this character I didn't know if you had tried to describe this to me before I saw it I would have been like that sounds dumb I love this character (laughs) I love the weird music they play whenever he like talks to the girls or like it's just like so hypnotic (laughs) you really gotta feel this moment open yourself up to it just be open (laughs) Toby
1: doesn't do (laughs) shoutouts Uh, so yeah, I'm guessing our number one, number two floats. I had Michaela at number two. Um, I had Sadie. Yeah, yeah. Mostly for me, it's just the hothead character always gets a down rank, and uh, I don't know that short hair on Brianna Hildebrand Can't help it. She looks fantastic. Uh,
0: I almost didn't recognize Alexandra Ship. I guess going into this from the other things that I've seen her in. Uh, but yeah, she is the hothead, which I would agree to typically pisses me off but she at a certain point she's just like embracing a craziness that I, I I adore Um, I love the way she sells that just like well I guess you're back down to four huh <laughs> and then whatever she's doing in the uh, the gym sequence with uh, Big Al where she's trying to like sucker him into like drinking the water by that point I was just like I am I am loving what you're doing with this character
1: thanks so feel Yeah, she was wasted in... I don't mean wasted like drunk, but just wasted uh, with her her acting ability in um, Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse. God, that movie's fucking awful.
0: I assume she's coming back for Dark Phoenix?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if they had her in that Deadpool cameo, that would seem to be the case.
0: I just cannot have less respect for whatever they're going to do with this movie with like Simon Kinberg and Yeah. Yeah. What do we what do we talk about? We we assume that Jessica Chastain is Leandra? I think Leandro. so.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Um Hans Zimmer's doing
1: the music? Whoa. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not interested. Um well, I guess that's it. Would you recommend this movie? I think we already talked about that.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh it's for a certain kind of like viewer who's of a certain I don't know proclivities as us. Like you're gonna fucking love this movie. It's gonna be such a breath of fresh air for everyone else. If you don't quite, or you're not in the mood for this. It's just gonna seem if, so weird to you. Well, and and, and not, very, not just weird.
1: Taste. But, yeah, an incredibly poor taste. I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> that if uh, this catches you at the wrong time, you might not find it very funny at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the podcast. What are we gonna do next week?
0: Well, we've got some options on the table here. I think we had previously discussed potentially revisiting the Mission Impossible movies. There's In the Land of Women. There's uh, Cruel Intention. Well,
1: Mission Impossible is until like late July or something, right?
0: Well, and the question is, how many of those movies do you want to do?
1: I don't want to do all. That's that's okay. too much. Let me okay. do like one or two, maybe. Okay.
0: Um. Because I think I had suggested three, four, and five. Then you countered of one, three, four, and five.
1: That's too many. Okay, I was just joking uh, by saying we shouldn't do the second one because it sucks. It's terrible, mm-hmm. except for Tandy Newton,
0: was great in her twenty minutes where she's recruited. Um, well, do you want to do? Do you want to just want to bite the fucking bullet and do In the Land of Women?
1: Ah, uh, sure. Why not? I mean, some. There's some old school case deal up there. There is, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Cool. And, uh, yeah, that is about it. I feel like I could talk about Solo a lot, but... Go for it. No, nah, I, I don't know. I, I almost feel like we should go do a Greedo on it or something. Because it's it's just oh. some real nerd shit, you know. Do you want to resurrect the Greedo? I think we could. I don't know. It's up to you. We'll see. Not right now, but... Okay. Anyway, uh, until then... How how about the
0: internet shit its pants about Solo a little bit more first, huh?
1: Anyway. Ta-ta, for now.
2: (laughs) Bye-bye.